Time bomb is ticking, gonna blow, blow, blow! Right way, son, gonna go, go, go! Let go! Let go! Let go! Let go, let go, let go! If you want a future, you can't keep looking back! Gonna blow, blow, blow Right, right, son Gotta go, go, go Gonna blow, blow, blow Right way, son, gotta go, go, go Sticking, gonna blow, blow, blow Right way, son, gotta go, go, go Welcome to Wednesday Night Musical Osmosis, where intelligent, dissonant thought meets melodic, euphonious reality. I am your musically magnanimous host, Nick the Saucy One Cat Source, broadcasting to you live, as always, from the shadow of Hurricane Mountain, Tennessee. And I also want to introduce my percussively proficient co-host, calling in all the way from Charm City. I think this is what, call number nine, Odell? Odell Norman. <laughs> I think so. It, it, it worked, though. <laughs> it's so unsettling doing that lead-in with no music. I feel so off with no- like beat and tempo. Nobody would know if you wouldn't stop saying it. How could I not stop saying True. it? I feel like I'm in a haunted house or something. Like the axe is about to fall on my head. I'm not used to diving into a show. The lead-in music, I'm like getting my mantra and I'm shaking things out. And I just had to jump right in. So everything feels all off kilter. <laughs> And that voice in the background <laughs> is a girl whose head's probably covered in blood from beating it off the fucking desk for the last hour. Yeah, just about. <laughs> How uh, you feeling, Dee, the producer? Um, I am wishing that there was more alcohol in this house. Oh, wait. Wait, no. I'm good. I've got like a quarter bottle of vodka up down here that I forgot. I'm good. I will be good in about an hour. Uh, yeah, it... Uh, 
Sorry, all you folks out there in likes to listen live land. Um, I, I apologize to our regular listeners who like to listen live. That's not going to happen today. Um, Skype is a weirdo, and I want to hurt it if it was a person. All right, roll with the punches. That's oh, by the way, Odell, this is the fiftieth episode. Yeah. Can you believe it? it this is the fifth. Forty nine was trying to hold on for like dear life, but right? fifty finally kicked in and and it put a boot to the head. So yeah. we're, we're good. We're good. We're in a middle age of episodes now. <laughs> That's why I know. Isn't that crazy? Hang on to its youth. All right, I would be remiss if we didn't do this news story, but we'll go through it real quick. I had um run across i think it was on was it on noisy i think it was on noisy this article about sebastian bach from skid row and he was talking about how pissed off he was that he can't even look at social media anymore when he looks at the news or when he looks at his twitter feed it's just so toxic and hateful that he can't stand it and he was going on to say you know axel rose who he said was the biggest rock god to ever live, the biggest rock legend. I, that's a totally different fucking conversation. But he yeah, said, nah, we can talk about that later. <laughs> yeah, Axl Rose should be on Twitter, and he won't go on Twitter because of all the hate and the trolls. And people like Donald Trump, who should be keeping their mouth shut, is blowing up Twitter every day. And I yep. noticed something over this past year that's really bizarre to me because a comment thread just blew up. It's like, fuck you, lived hard. Shut up, pussy snowflake. Yep. And when you look at the profiles, it's all these long-haired guys in Slayer shirts. Odell, when did, like, when did headbangers become conservative? Because it seems like all the headbangers I know now are Trump supporters and conservative. I have no clue, dude. I don't know if that was the mentality that was always there. Um, as far as just, I mean... And yeah, as you get a little older, because I mean, if you look at what uh, our wonderful president's about, very much about you know dehumanizing women and other other genres and races and things of that nature, he he's built his mantra on that, if you will. Um, and be honest with you, a lot of the stuff that you know metal was about, I mean, like some of the metal was was the same way, even though it was in the eighties, it was like a lot of you know, you had all the chicks dancing around the groupies and all the craziness. And it was like, man, man, man. Even though a lot of those bands, a lot of those people Poison that were there. a song called I Hate Every Bone in Your Body Except for Mine. You don't get yeah, much more yeah, misogynistic so, than that. Yes. Exactly. So, yeah. So as you get older, you know, a lot of that still comes about. It's unfortunate. It's just everybody has a uh, has a platform now and 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 you know everybody's big and bad behind behind their behind their keyboard on their uh, computer yeah. um, it's the same way even in, yeah. i mean even instead of appreciating what you have out here people tend to just want to kill it and it seems like that's the running culture here in the united states at least it's that you know for example if you watch the super bowl and um you know the patriots lost and you know here's a team that you know everybody hates basically because they've won so many Super Bowls. Well, that's not their fault that they're good and that they practice and that they're talented. They it's like as soon as they lose, suck play because I don't watch football. They want to yeah, see yeah, and it's like play. yeah, and it's like you look at it and they're like, ha ha, you lost, ha ha ha, you know, look at you, you finally you're a loser now. It's like really they're a loser. They've they've been to eight Super Bowls and they've won five of them. 
Yeah, they're they're real losers. But it's like, ah, look at the, you know, look at this guy. Look at ah, look at. But then you know, it's 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 almost like a running theme in this in this in this country. You know, they they love to beat you down, but then they love to build you back up to beat you back down. Mm-hmm. So it's it's uh, it's just it's I don't know. I get frustrated I, well, with social media you. a lot. There's let me let me ask you this because I want to go through the story real quick so we can get Deck in here. Yeah, yeah. Um, definitely. When I was little and I was in a heavy metal and I had long hair and I listened to like Mo- Motley Crue and Iron Maiden, my parents were very conservative and they thought I was the right. scum of the earth. And oh, yeah. what's what's <laughs> weirder to you? Is it weirder that the people who are in their 60s now are kind of like, oh, well, um, if they're like Republicans now, I'm cool with them, even if they still smoke pot and have long hair? Or is it weirder that all these like headbangers, and I'm talking about the guys that are still into that culture, are now kind mm-hmm. of like, oh, yeah, I'm a conservative. I know they all hated my guts 20 years ago and called me communist and devil worshiper and queer and all this shit. But, yeah, I'm cool with them now. Like, what's weirder, the elderly, like the older people, the people in their 60s who have accepted heavy metal, like the evangelicals who are like, yeah, Slayer's okay, I guess, or the people who were kind of kicked around by conservatives and now they've joined them? I think it's, I think it's the, the latter. I think it's more weird because you fought so hard to, to, to gain acceptance, and, and, and this is what you want out of it. I guess that's my that that would be my question to that's an excellent point to, to, to them because if even if you look at like like our parents or for example they, they you know growing up they they used to my dad my dad used to tell me there is nothing that you've done that I haven't did in some form or fashion so you're not going to get right. away with too much it's just all in a different context so um, if you look at the older people you know basically trying to protect you from the evil and then you get old enough and then they see how you are and they're like, you know what? My son actually turned out to be a good guy. He's, he's respected. He has a mind of his own. He, he didn't go out here and, and do crazy stuff. And you know what? Actually, I sort of like that music that he listens to. Now I can appreciate it more that I'm older. I, I'm, I'm finding that myself, I, I'm more appreciative of music that, you know, when we were teenagers or in our early twenties, I was like, heck no, you wouldn't, catch me listening to that now i'm out you know like oh i wonder what this sounds like oh i wonder what this sounds. man that guy's a heck of a guitar well, player the same oh, man, listen to this assholes they used to beat me up for listening to ozzy osbourne now have like the first five seasons of the osbourne on dvd <laughs> yeah well that's even weird that's a, that, that, like you said earlier that's another conversation when when you know when ozzy all, all of a sudden was you know doing commercials and and he's in the living room and every night and, you know, like your parents are watching the show and laughing along. You're like, you know, that guy is the same guy that you were like, you were giving me the VHS tapes to watch because, you know, of uh devil worshipers and his music was on there and you're going to turn to this and that, you know, that's the same guy. Right. And then, Oh no, he's great. My oh my gosh. Look at him. Turned. All right. Yeah. Um, tell us what we got coming up. I guess just give us the rundown what we got coming up on the music show so we can get Dev in here. Dev, yes. I keep saying Dev, and I want to say I keep wanting to say Deck, and I keep saying Dev. I know. I don't right? know why. It, Deck okay. in here. I'll smack you around a little bit. It's okay. I told you, not having that intro music has thrown off my I know, mojo. I know. Well, we've got ten tons of stuff coming up, and uh, just so you guys know, uh, I'm going to give you 
guys the lowdown on all the music stuff here in a second. But uh, February 11th, that's this coming Sunday, we actually have our 75th Kettle of Fish coming up. Uh, super big show with amazing, amazing designer Bobby Lee. Or no, Bobby Love. I don't know why I typed that wrong. Oh my God, I'm out of my mind. See what I mean? It's one of those days. It, it's the moon. It's the moon from last week. Uh, that's what it is. So we've got a bunch of really cool bands coming up. Um, we've got a non-live show coming up in the beginning of March. We're going to have Shauna Potter of War on Women. Um She's not going to be able to do that live, but it's totally cool. We'll have it up for you ASAP. And then on the 21st, we're going to have a, a threefer, a, a three-peat, a triple. A I don't know what you call threesome. it. musical threesome. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And that's actually going to start early. We're going to start that show at 730 <laughs> that night. That's March 21st. And we're going to have Max Sabbath and then Abby the Spoon Lady Ooh. and then Oakley Doakley. And if you've not checked out uh, Abby yeah. the Spoon Lady... I love her to pieces. She's so, so cool. That's so going to be cute. an interesting show. Yes. And then yeah. I, I still have to watch some Max Sabbath, although it sounds crazy and amazing. And I got to check out Oakley Dokley because, I mean, getting an email from the head Ned, that's just like, I, I can't. Yes. They're uh, so good. <laughs> they're, they're, they're... <laughs> and then we're going to I can't explain have, it, but you just got to uh, watch and it 28th. took me a long time to get Max Sabbath and Oakley Doakley lined yeah, up, and everything just kind of fell mm-hmm. in place finally after going back and forth with these guys gonna for a while. It's going to be great. And then March 28th, yeah. we, will have, we will be at our regular time, and we'll have Cecilia Ballstrom from The Baboon Show. So right. lots of awesome stuff coming up, tons of other stuff coming up on our other shows. Um, we are actually, we've been having, uh, life is hard every week for the last couple weeks. So we'll probably continue that. So definitely keep an eye on our tin can media Facebook page. Um, we do still have another week and a half or so on the Kickstarter. So head to Kickstarter and look for Edward, a perfect children's book because it is a perfect children's book. And I can't wait to do the audiobook version. I think it's going to be really, really, really cool. Um, and Nick, don't forget, Nick was just a guest on a friend's podcast this week. Yes, I was on Ah. Hathaway's podcast, which if you don't recognize the name, she plays Brittany on The Good Place, which is Eleanor's, what's the actress? You're a big fan of the actress. Kristen Bell. Who plays Kristen Bell. She plays Kristen Bell's um, roommate on The Good Place, and I was on her new podcast Monday, yeah, it was Monday night, The Lemon Grove. So I'll have that up on our page as soon as she releases it. Yes. Nice. Can't wait. It's going to be great. All right. Who do we got coming up tonight? <laughs> Today we have the, and, and it's funny because when you said who it was, it, it didn't click with me until you sent me the music. And I was like, oh my God, I know this band. I dig this band. This is cool. You only um, know these bands because I like <laughs> ram them down your throat you in the do, car. You do, but I, I think I would genuinely like this <laughs> band without you, which doesn't happen very often. But I really I really think I would genuinely dig this without you. Uh, tonight from Drongos for Europe, we have Deck Drongo. Deck, the Gremlins didn't get you. You're here. <laughs> I'm still here. Yay! All right. (laughs) It means so much more now that we've been trying to make this happen for an hour. It's so much more special. (laughs) It's amazing. It's worth waiting for. Yeah. Oh, thanks, man. Appreciate it. I don't disappoint. 
right, I'm going to rapid fire through this because we are running extremely late. I've been into you guys for a very, very long time. I knew yes. you guys have been around for quite a while. But until I went and did my diligent research, I didn't fucking realize how long you guys have been around. Drongos for Europe has been around since 79, wow. and you've been playing yep. bass with the band since 1982. I mean, you really yep. are like a punk, a true punk pioneer. You're at the forefront of the punk scene. 1982, well, yep. you have been playing with are these guys. And we still into it. That is awesome. You know what? We still, and we, we're still punk rockers. That's the thing. That's, yeah, that's absolutely. Awesome. That's awesome. We're not all guys just uh, dressing up to go out for the weekend and get some money. We, we we go to punk rock shows still and support the local scene. We, we put gigs on. Nice. And that's what it's all about. Let me ask you yeah. this. Um, coming from that scene so many years ago, and we grew up, me and Odell grew up in a punk scene in the 90s here in, in the yeah. States. What was the punk scene like back in the early 80s, right? I mean, because a lot of people didn't even know what it was. Was it a lot more violent? I know there was probably a problem with Nazi skins at some point. What was that scene like? Well, was it more pure? Yeah, it's more, it, was, it, was, it was very violent in the 80s, early 80s. Um, we had lots of skinheads and football hooligans come to shows. So uh, we used to have big scraps fights with these people. Oh, shit, I bet. Oh, yeah, it, in fact, it's almost a punch up every gig. So it's so much better now. It's it's quite a cool. We've got a great scene in Birmingham at the moment. Um, everyone's friends. All the bands know each other and support each other. There's no bitchy rival rivalry. Oh, right. And uh, we all hang out That's together. Good. You know. In fact, we 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 rehearse in the same room as GBH, and we've been friends for um, since we both started together. Nice. In fact, yeah. In fact, GBH played my wedding, which was 1981. Aww. Well, and, and this so is what still... I was wondering about this whole thing because you have been at this so long, not just with Drawn Goes for Europe, but also your other band, Spirit Bomb. Being in this for this long has the motivation for playing punk drastically changed over the years from when, like, you were a young, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed kid back in the early 80s, or are you still in this for all the exact same reasons? Same reasons. In fact, I'm more I'm more enthusiastic about it now because obviously last year I had a stroke and uh, I couldn't play for a while. So not being able to do something you love, it makes you want to do it more. Right on. Um, and that's one of the things I did want to talk about was your stroke because I remember we were going to have you on the show last year and then you had medical issues and we kind of had to postpone mm -hmm. it and everything got lost in the fray. When you go through yeah. a life-altering situation like that, does it slow you down where you're like, oh, man, dude, like any of us can check out at any time. So I better take it easy day by day and kind of stop and smell the roses. Or do you fucking double down like I would and go, holy shit, the clock's running out. I've got to even be more intense. Yeah, that the second one. Yeah, that's me all the way. Yeah, the second. I mean, uh, I, I, I had to put not, not organize a tour for the Drongos uh, because health issues but um in december i uh i'll follow gbh to europe on tour because i missed doing it so much right so uh, oh wow so i went i went i went with my wife Loz, and we went to uh berlin and prague and bratislava to watch gbh and uh we were we were special guests there as well it's great yeah and i think it's pretty incredible i also read you've been married to your wife since 81 too right yeah yeah that is amazing too i've never done anything there you go that long. 
That is crazy. Did you guys make that work? This world is so topsy-turvy, fucking upside-down, alt-right insane. I can't believe anything can work anymore. I, but I'm a cynical asshole, so it's hard for me to believe in that stuff. So after you have the stroke, this totally changes your mind frame? Do you, do you just come out? How do you see life differently after you have the stroke? And how do you see music differently? I, I see... I see music differently. It's, um, I, t- I took it for granted that what I could do, I could play quite well by the time before I had the stroke. And now I'm, I'm just getting my skills back. I've had to rewire my brain, and uh, I'm just, um, just, uh, I'm just playing the basics now, root notes, and uh, so I'm, I'm really learning to do something I loved. And it's been really difficult. I bet, man. What I, a yeah, yeah, I described it to somebody as um, it's like after you've had a stroke, it's like waking up in a dead body, and then you're trying to move. It was my left because I'm left-handed, and it was my left side that was uh, paralyzed. Oh, oh, fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I know. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Odell. No, no. I just know I was I was doing doing research uh, on you. I, I, you, you were putting how like um, like Rankin Roger would be like a DJ at the club you guys used to go to all the time and. All of these different, all of these people that you just like were dropping names, but they're like your friends. How yeah. how was that yeah. when you look back on it? When you look back at it now and you look into it, because Rankin Roger was one of the main reasons I got into like my like uh, Nick will tell you like I I was heavily in the sky before I really got into punk rock. Yeah, and I remember my friend, my best friend Ben, putting me on the Rankin Roger. I never forget we were at Smash Records in Georgetown. And he was like, "Dude, you got to buy this album." And I was like, I, "I don't even know this guy." And he was like, "Just buy it." And ever since that, I and then reading this, I'm like, "Holy cow, man! You, it, how was that? How was that?" When you look back at it now and you see the effect that these people have had on not only punk music but it, just on music, period. How is that? I think we all we all we're all lucky. We grew up in a great environment of uh, listen because uh, when punk rock came out, there wasn't many punk rock records, so we um, we had to go to. Um, Bastardarian blues parties and listen to a lot of reggae and uh, yeah that's what and, and it was kind of and, and you might end up in gay bars to listen at Bowie nights so that's the crossover. Right How so, are the audiences the, the, changing that much over the years? Are you guys still kind of pulling in the same audiences from the eighties, or are you got a whole? New, is that room just filled with a whole new crop of kids now, or do you still well, have a lot of people from the old days filling your crowds? Yeah, a lot a lot of people from the old days and their children. So, in fact, we, we put on a night, the Spirit Bomb played a gig the other night, and um, we called it, it's called the Liars Club. And it, some members of Spirit Bomb are in a band called the Liabilities, and uh, they've started with a club called the Liars Club. And the, gig, the room is half full of young kids as well, which is really great. But nobody knew who they were. And, you know, I was talking about this the other day. Kids, I feel like kids are so disconnected now because all the screens and they just text. I mean, my daughter, my 12-year-old daughter was with her friend the other day. They were sitting on a bed texting each other. They couldn't even be bothered to talk to each other. And they were fucking sitting on the bed together. Is there any way, I mean, I come from a scene where there was a lot of unity and your friends, you bled for your friends. You put those flyers on his telephone poles or handed them out or put them in the local yeah. shops. Do you think kids could understand that world now? I mean, with their little screens and everything? Because I don't feel like they could ever understand what that world meant. No, I think I think a, a trouble with a lot of promoters these days is they only do a pro- promote a Facebook event or, some, or a Twitter event. 
they don't actually make real yeah. posters and real flyers and get out. Because I still do that. At my, I'm at a ripe old age. I'm 59 this year, and I still go out wow. with flyers to gigs. Uh, in fact, oh snap! In fact, me and a couple of years ago, me and my, my wife lost. Uh, we we were out at a gig, and we were flyering. And there's there's signs outside this venue saying uh, no fly posting. Uh, it's a fine of two thousand pounds for flyering, dropping litter. And we were out flyering a gig, and then some coppers were. Some police were asking the young kids that we gave flyers to, who gave them the flyers. So we spotted them. So me and Lars, it's uh, my wife, uh, the right, uh, the feet, about 102 years between us. I mean, we were running from the police because um, we'd been handing out flyers. That is and crazy because so that doesn't happen we, we still, over on we, this side of the Yeah, yeah we still, because we, it, it was in um, kind of a, a tourist area. So they don't like to lit, the litter of flyers on the floor when people drop them. Although we make good uh, posts and, and uh, they tend not to drop it, we we always do good posters. Right on. And uh, I, I think it, I think it's important to make an effort to make people. You know, if you make it make the posters and flyers look good, people won't just chuck them away because it's as I'm just photocopied. We make we spend the money and get good ones, and you know, well, you've got to make it worthwhile. You, as far as talking quality, one of the things I really like about you guys. And um, this is one of the things that really turned you on, turned me on to you guys. And I don't know how much of this has to do with your relationship with Hardcore Worldwide. But you guys have, like, the fucking best quality, sounding, and best videos. I I, I think I would put them up yeah. as the best videos I've ever seen. The quality of you guys' videos is amazing. Uh, thank you. I've got a lot to do with that because uh, I, I, um, I, 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 I make the storyboards. I draw the storyboard. So I used to do comics, and I kind of draw up a storyboard before Ooh, we start making the video. Oh, now you're talking my language. Oh, okay. Yeah, com- all right. Yeah, comic books. Yeah, hey. Oh yeah, I'm a to- huge comic book fan. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Me too. I mean, I'm in kind of old school to my age, you know. So I'm into all the old uh, comic artists like Wally Wood and Jack Kirby. Nice. I imagine okay. you're a big okay. Alan Moore fan too, right? Uh, what fan? Alan Moore. Alan Moore. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, gotta be. Alan Moore is a fucking genius. All right, I want to hop real yep, back, yeah, back yeah. real quick to talk about age, because you said you're 59 years old, and I know when I started this show, I told Adele, I said, look, I can't, I'm, I don't have the lifestyle where I can go play music anymore, so what I want to do for the punk community is do a show, do a podcast, where maybe some 22-year-old kid, 23-year-old kid can listen to me on air, because me and Odell's in our mid-40s, Listen to us and go, oh, shit, who's MDC? Who's, you know, yeah. the, who's Descendants? Are any of the bands we talk to or talk about? Mm-hmm. And that's how I feel yep. like now I'm at the age. Once I got in my 40s, I felt like I was the age to give back wisdom. Do you feel like at 59 years old doing this, you're like, I've got to get this out to the kids because that's who's going to sustain this legacy? Yeah, I'm doing it for myself, to be honest, because we really? have a good time. Yes, we're having a good time. Yeah, we just I enjoy the camaraderie of being with the band. It's like a, a gang. Do you think about legacy right. at all? Like where you want, how you want to be remembered when you're gone, and your music to be remembered? Yeah, well, that's why we make an effort to make good videos and good records if we can. That's true. That's true. Um, and that'll yeah, and that'll do itself but, right there. Yeah, 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 that'll do. But um, to be honest, as long as people enjoy our shows when we, and we have a good time, that's the main thing. As for legacy, you know. I'm not expecting to get a knighthood or a medal. 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Maybe you should. <laughs> you should get a night ahead just for staying on the line with us for an hour while you fix all these fucked up sound problems with Skype. I'm, can I, where do I put you in for one? I want to put you in for one. So what would uh, what do you think looking back? Would twenty year old deck want to kick like kick fifty nine year olds deck ass? Would your twenty year old self want to beat your fifty nine year old self? Or do you think you turned out? pretty true to the person you were when you started this journey yeah i don't think i've changed too much to be honest so you think your 20 year old self would be pretty damn pleased with how you turned out you stay well, true to the cause so. right yeah. on you I think we'll be that so lucky odell i hope so i i, I you know I, I sit back and i'm like man you know I, i'm sort of like what deck was saying I, I i i use a lot of what i gained out of you know that time and and even in in what i do now in the way i present myself in the way that I still have my independence, even though I, I may work for whatever company I work for, I still, when I go in and present myself, they know that, oh, okay, he's about this. Well, you cut the dress, and, and that made me sad. Well, that was Mother Nature. That wasn't me. <laughs> that was God. God, God took those away. <laughs> he, he wanted that back. <laughs> you got to be like Keith so, but, um, That guy's got like six dreadlocks left hanging by a thread. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> like Stevie Wonder has some things coming out of the back of the head, but right. no, um, you know, but no, I, I feel that if, if I did what I learned in, in like in the punk community and, and, and going to those shows and ex- being able, especially being a young um, African-American going to those shows, it wasn't, it wasn't, you know, and learning that, you know, everybody was welcome um, really was, was one of those things where I take into work now and, and you use um, in, in my daily life. So you I hope to think that my 20 year old self, I think, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's definitely relevant, especially because as you know, deck history repeats itself. So it, it, like yes. things that, you Fuck, know, things yeah. that we've learned. Yeah. Things that we learned now back in the day are even more relevant now. And to have that equip, have that equipment, you know, is basically yeah. is really good to have because especially, you know, with you guys, I mean, with the stuff going on over where you live and then the stuff that's going on over here, it's even more relevant now, I think, just as much. And I think you yeah. get a lot of young people coming in uh, wanting to hear well, that. Also, so. this has lit a fire under the punk community, right, Dak? Because I know a lot of punk bands. We had um, Dave Dichter from MDC on here not long ago, and they just put out their first mm-hmm. album in like nine years. And this Donald Trump slash Brexit thing has really lit yeah. a fire under the punk community to put out some awesome new music in yeah, rebellion yeah. to it. Yeah, and I, it's inspired us. Inspires me every day in, in writing. Yeah. So, how and are you had, guys yeah. like perceiving Donald Trump? Is Donald Trump having as much of a fucking traumatic effect on you guys over there as it is on us? I mean, every day I wake up in disbelief. I'm afraid to turn the news on. What this maniac's done next? <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's, it's almost like a comedy. You think have they really done that? And you have yeah. yeah, comedy of errors. It's almost Shakespearean. Yeah, but, yeah. It's so fucking bad. At the same time, our country voted to leave Europe, which was really stupid. Could not because <laughs> yeah. they didn't they didn't see it through because they didn't make, there was no plan to leave for us to leave Europe financially. No, 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 no. Yeah. It was just uh, it was just racist, really. Oh, we don't need more foreign people coming through the border. And so that's it's it. racist. It's just ignorance. And I, I just don't, I, I don't like stupid people. It's not attractive. I think, yeah. I think not, the, the best exactly. thing about all three of us is we never grew up to be Ted Nugent. <laughs> yes, yes, that is a feather in your cap. Like Chris Rock said, <laughs> have a daughter, keep her off the pole. Remember he said that? Like, yeah. that's what I would say about a son. Yeah. Like, don't let him turn out like Nugent. Yeah, <laughs> going back to your conversation about those rockers. Yeah. 
And I mean, it was like, oh my god, it is so crazy what's happened over here, and we're having such a hard time kind of processing it. The there's people over there when they look at what's going on here, because people have always kind of looked towards America. At least this is the story we're told over here. It's kind of like a moral beacon, like, hey, we need to be being accepting and a melting pot, but we're not that way anymore. And it just seems like it reshuffles the whole deck of politics. Now that we've yeah. kind of stepped back from a leadership role. Yeah, I mean, after you voted Obama in, we thought that it's a turning point, but then it's just gone full circle. Yeah, it's some really That's bad a, stuff. You haven't voted for Ronald Reagan, you voted for the chimpanzee this time. Yeah, <laughs> as Bill Maher calls them. <laughs> All right, let's talk about um, Spirit Bomb, because we're going to play a song...
going on with Spirit Bomb? Because I saw you guys are playing some shows. Are are you just as active with Spirit Bomb as Dronco's? What's yeah. the balance between those two bands? Uh, balance is uh, Spirit Bomb is something I do when uh, I've got spare time because all every member of Spirit Bomb is in another band. So ah. if we were just a we we're a group of Birmingham musicians in other bands who were f- good friends and we got together. We got together when uh, the Drongos were we weren't rehearsing very often uh, a couple of years ago. Gotcha. And. Uh, so oh, okay. I, I was I'm always writing songs because so, I've been writing songs that I wanted to play. I formed another band and it's Spirit Bomb. Mm, yeah, I was so, a bass player that wrote songs too, so I can relate. You, you know, Spirit Bomb to me has a very different sound, if not a different message. What's the energy in crowds like playing with Spirit Bomb as opposed to playing with Drongos? Um, we got still get a lot of Drongos fans coming to the gigs, but it's a different kind. Of, hello, still there? Yeah, I'm still with you. Ah, okay, uh, yeah, it's a different, it's different music because uh, there's a different energy to it. I intended, I didn't intend the band to sound like Drongos because there would have been no point doing that to make Drongos too. Right. Because Very with true. the Drongos, with the Drongos, you got that uh, energy coming from Tommy's vocal. Well, we're <laughs> gonna play end with some more Drongos and just kind of make it a mini episode for our fiftieth. You were, you were right. 49 was not like <laughs> right? giving in to the dying light. It was raging against the dying light, dude. Something. It was fighting, man. It was Definitely. fighting. We're going to be back here in a couple weeks. 